you should be at Praça Dom Pedro IV. In this square was located Café Irmãos Unidos, one of the places where the Orpheus generation met. The artist Almada Negreiros made a portrait of Pessoa for this place. You can see it later in Casa Fernando Pessoa, in Campo Doric, which is one of the stops on our tour. It is in the cafés of Lisbon that Portuguese modernism was defined. Through Pessoa's correspondence, we can see that there are many gatherings that took place in cafés. And we noticed through the accounts of conversations that went on in the cafés that, in fact, cafés were an important part of the literary circles, the aesthetic discussions, all the social encounters that took place between the protagonists of modernism, their discussions and disagreements. Pessoa was a regular guest in many cafés. In this square alone, Besides Café Irmãos Unidos, he used to go to Brasileira do Rocio and Café Martinho do Rocio. Fernando Pessoa probably met Mário de Sá Carneiro at one of these cafés in downtown Lisbon. Sá Carneiro and Pessoa met in 1912. Maybe late 1911. In 1912, Mário de Sá Carneiro went to Paris to study law, but of course... I think one can count on the fingers at one hand the time he actually went into college, right? At that time, Paris was experiencing a period of experimentation. And Sacanero told Pessoa in letters mainly about this whole movement and the avant-garde energy of those years there. E as cartas eram cartas de dois escritores que estavam a tentar and these letters were from two writers who were trying to construct what we now understand as the first phase of modernism or first modernism they were attempting to introduce modern currents into portuguese literature they were exchanging literary ideas and texts and all the literary texts produced during these three to four years were being shared This correspondence lasted for four years, but we've only seen some of it. Most of the letters Pessoa wrote to Sacarneiro were lost in a hotel in Paris. And through this correspondence we can perceive the influence that they had on each other. And truth to be told, I believe the influence was mainly of Mario de Sacarneiro on Fernando Pessoa. Both Fernando Pessoa and Mario Sacanero looked at contemporary thinking and decided there was a need for immediate agitation. And the mission of the poets was in this sense a mission of avant-garde, historical vanguard, that is, to bring Portugal to the level of the rest of Europe. One of the ways to keep up with Europe was to create a magazine. There were many magazines at the time. Pessoa first made his debut not as a poet but as a literary critic in the pages of Agia, announcing a supra camões, that is, announcing a figure that would radically modify all Portuguese poetry and would begin a crowning point for Portuguese literature. And from then, this was in 1912, and from then on, Pessoa made several attempts to organize magazines. Pessoa, when in his times of nationalistic fervor, had thought of creating a magazine called Lusitania. But 
After the meeting with Zacarneiro, they began to think of one that would be called Europe, which later turned out to be Orfeo. Orfeo is indeed the great modernist moment. It is a quake that hits Lisbon, which has several smaller replicas. It immediately became news because of the eccentric side of the magazine and it was immediately labelled as a crazy magazine made by people who'd just come out of Rilia Follage, the, the mental institution. And so the scandal ensured a commercial success. In fact, Pessoa tried to send the magazine to a friend who was in the Azores and he wasn't even sure he could get copies precisely because the magazine was, from that point of view, a big success. Orfeo quarterly magazine of literature, was published in late March 1915. Two issues were printed. The third issue, for which we still have the unpublished copy, never happened. Mario Sacarneiro's father, financer of the first editions, refused to pay any more money on printing. Orfeo is an intriguing title for a modern magazine that caused so much scandal in Portugal. Orpheus is the name of a mythical character, to which a myth is associated, often linked to poetic issues. Orpheus is given the chance of going back to hell and rescuing Eurydice, the woman he loves who has died. He's granted this grace under one condition, to never look back once Eurydice is rescued and only see her in the light of day. It turns out that Orpheus can't resist the temptation and when halfway, he looks back. And so Eurydice is lost forever. The drama of Orpheus is the drama of not resisting the seduction of the past. All newness in Pessoa's work means, like Orpheus, always looking back. Pessoa would find any kind of amnesic art repugnant. There must be in the smallest poem of a poet, something which proves Homer's existence. In Pessoa, modernism means all styles and all times of antiquity and modernity at the same time. If the entire 19th century believed in the idea that the poet should express himself and the work of art is an expression of his individuality and his subjectivity, modernists drew attention to fiction and to the lie that all art has to be. And in that sense, the life of a poet matters as much as the lives a poet might have had. And Fernando Pessoa complicates this much more. At a certain point, he emphasizes only poor writers could be completely sincere when they write. And it's true, there is this famous poem, The Poet is a Faker. But the date of, of this poem, The Poet is a Faker, is on April Fool's Day. So we might be missing the whole joke, because it is the idea of pretending, and yet it is on the day of, of pretending or deceiving. Uh, so was always joking with us. How I love all of you. Every last one of you. How I love all of you in every way possible. With my eyes, ears and sense of smell. With touch. How much it means for me to touch you. And with my mind. Such an antenna that quivers because of you. 
Ah, how all my senses lust for you! In 1914, his heteronyms were born. And Sacaneiro was very impressed with, the, with, with this miracle, with these other selves that Pessoa invented. He wrote a letter to Pessoa to comment on Pessoa's heteronyms, which he finds the most fantastic thing. Pessoa's ability to feel things he did not live. So it is not so much that Pessoa influences Sacaneiro, it is simply that Sacaneiro is Sacaneiro, a great poet. But on that particular point, he could not follow Fernando Pessoa. Paris, July 13, 1914. I, in each line of yours, I read, I feel my pride growing pride, because, in any case, I'm the one whose work is near to yours, as near as the land and the sun, for counting you in the number of my intimate people, and in short, because Fernando Pessoa likes what I write. Sacaneiro's suicide was premeditated, and it seems that it was, in a way, written in its essence. Isn't that how it seems? Because he always wanted to go to the end, didn't he? In writing, and finally in life too, right? On the day of suicide, on April 26, 1916, Sacaneiro writes a note to Pessoa. An immense farewell from your poor Mario Sacroneiro. Sacroneiro had two good friends at the time and he arranged for a friend to go to his house for some reason and when his friend arrived Sacroneiro had already ingested the strychnine then they called the ambulance, took him to the hospital. But it was already too late, of course. Pessoa received the news of Sacarneiro's death in an office here downtown. 18 years after the death of his friend, he evokes in a poem the reunion between the two in a time and dimension outside this life we know. Oh, my greatest friend, never again. In the buried landscape of this life, I will find such a dear soul to the things that in my being are the real ones. No more, no more. And since you left this closed, prison-named world, my heart is inert and dry, and what I am is a dream that is sad. You can now proceed to Praça da Figueira for the next episode.